Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 113-99L versus the Chicago Bulls Riker. The Raptors were bull lead by this team, led by DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Vucevic. It was an ugly one. It was an ugly one in this game. We did not have our star boy and Gary Trent Jr. Still no OG Ananobi. We've been playing well with that, you know, shorthanded over the past few weeks. But tonight, it caught up with us. What are your initial thoughts on this game here tonight? Because this one was gross. This one was ugly. Mar likes to beat the Toronto Raptors. That's it. I'm still not afraid of the Bulls. I think if that was the first-round matchup, I'd go into that with confidence, Ben. Yep. They had no Lonzo Ball still. We had no Gary Trent Jr. We have the sleeper, the dark horse, the X-Factor, that OG is still on the bench. So, you know, weigh him into the equation however you want. But outside of the third quarter, it wasn't an awful game. It was mm -hmm. actually pretty entertaining in the first yeah. half. So there's positive takeaways. And I, I still just don't think the Bulls have what it takes in the playoffs. Whereas I think the Raptors have a little bit more defensive grit that can win us games in a full seven-game series. Yep, I see what you're saying. And with the exception of that third quarter, the Raptors did play well in this one. Obviously, the end of the game, the fourth quarter is a little bit of a mess. But I don't know. We'll, you will probably have to, to be a little bit removed because I'm in agreement with you on these takes of the playoffs. But that will look bad now after this because we did get squashed in the second half of this game. DeMar DeRozan was on fire. He was hitting buckets. And we oh, were... Okay, hold up. We only got outscored by three in the fourth. Yeah, but it was it was ugly. It just felt ugly. It felt gross. My insides just hurt watching the end of this game, especially with how good the Toronto Raptors have been as of late. But as you said, a big part of this one tonight, obviously the Bulls do have their guys back, and I think they're a much better team with their defensive roster, you know, returned. But this is a Raptors podcast. We got to talk about the Raptors team, and we've been we were cold tonight in this one. I don't have the cold graphic uh, up on this this animation, Riker, but. 18% from the three-point line. Pascal Siakam, 0-2 from the three-point line. Precious Achua. Precious Steph Curry, Antetokounmpo Akumbo Achua, went 0-5. for 5. He's been shooting like 44% from the three-point line since the All-Star break. So that's a that's an anomaly, right? Scotty Barnes, 0-1. for 1. Kem Birch, 0-2. Two, two, two threes for Kem Birch. Three of 12 from Fred Van Vliet. One of four for Chris Boucher. Our best guy tonight really was Armani Brooks, a two of five. So that's six of 23 18%. We're not winning any game shooting like that, Riker. No NBA team is winning when you're shooting yep. 18%. Also, mm -hmm. when Fred is shooting 12 threes and only making two of them, stealing basically all of Scotty Burns' seemingly shot attempts from the floor, which has been our most consistent guy over probably the past 10 games. I don't know if somebody could fact check me there on the exact stats, but I, I believe he's been probably... The, the highest field goal percentage player of our team that scored over 15 points per game over the last couple of games. So he only took nine tonight. That's not enough. And yep. then, like you said, Achua, the usual suspects of guys that have played well, also didn't play well, and no Gary Trent Jr. So tough to win a game like that, Ben, is what it is. Happens. The Raptors have had a pretty tough schedule. They've bounced all around the U.S., come back for one game, and they're out again. A bunch of back-to-backs, yep. a bunch of late games. The schedule has been stacked against the Raptors' favor, and despite all of that, they've fared pretty well through it, which is why I'm not devastated after this game. 
Yep. I'm definitely not devastated. And I know you and I hate the excuses of all oh, the rest. You know, the old Leo Routens tried and true during the tanking Tampa season. Oh, they're tired. They're fatigued. <laughs> this, that, and whatever. But, you know, you mentioned it. They mentioned a bunch on the broadcast. What was it? Five-game road road streak. Go home for one game. Travel once again to uh, Philadelphia and back-to-back against the Chicago Bulls with a shorthanded roster. You can't blame the guys, especially against a team that, you know, with their guys back, obviously with the exception of Lonzo Ball, were the one seed in the Eastern Conference for a large chunk of this season. You can't blame them. You can't blame them. DeMar DeRozan's always motivated, but, you know, we don't we don't need to get stay too down on this team. We'll talk about the players. We'll, we'll brush into things, but... Riker, I do want to bring in one positive because Pascal Siakam remains elite against some of the top teams in the league. 22 points per, ga- uh, 20- per game. 22 points tonight. Five rebounds, four assists. He was getting doubled a bunch. I thought he was making some good reads, some good passes and stuff. It's just no one else could make a shot when uh, the defense was focused in onto, onto uh, Pascal Siakam. What would you see from our main guy, our number one option there tonight? There was a point in time, Ben, in this game before it started slipping that I thought Pascal Siakam is really looking good because we haven't always played well against the bulls, despite me can throughout the season thinking they're not as strong defensively as you are advocating on their behalf. And I thought this game is a real good turnaround game for Pascal because they haven't done that well against Vucevic and I guess Patrick Williams. Now that he's kind of back in the mix and those type Mm -hmm. players. And then, like you said, then obviously as he's picking his game up, nobody else is really performing around him. So it's tough to elevate too much when obviously it's easy for the defense to collapse and none of the three-point shooters are making them pay. Yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's tough. And you look at Fred's sort of box score numbers, 19 points. I thought he did a good job at facilitating tonight with the nine assists. Had six rebounds, you know, doing Fred Van Vliet things, but he just doesn't really look like himself right now. Obviously, been in and out of the lineup with, what is it, a thigh thing? They're they're kind of calling it a bunch of different things. Rest, load managing the knee, the thigh. He's played a lot of minutes this season, so I don't mind him resting stuff, but we're really going to need at least Fred Van Vliet to be back to normal if we're going to make a deep push against teams like the Chicago Bulls. The East is kind of stacked, especially where we're stuck to in the, in the conference. We could end up playing the Celtics, the Sixers, the... Probably unlikely the Bulls, but the Bucks are a squad well, there. Well, I keep Miami saying Heat. it, Ben. I'd almost rather fall to eighth and play Miami right now than be in seventh locked in where we currently are and face Philadelphia in the first round, although we did just beat Philadelphia, obviously, yesterday. That said, I still think Miami is the weaker team. Hey, just wanted to add that in there. We can go in there. We got, we got the Sixers number. We're inside their head, just like the Milwaukee Bucks, but... I don't know. The Heat, I feel like, kind of own us. And while I think the Chicago Bulls are, on paper, a nice matchup for us in theory, I feel like there are nights, especially when they have their defenders going. DeMar DeRozan's locked in, right? That might be a tough sort of mental matchup. Lowry, DeMar, all the all the vets and stuff we, going. We would, never, we would never play Chicago in the first yeah. round, though, because... Four or five, potentially, but if we if we get up there, because... But then Boston or or Milwaukee would have to drop out of that four or five spot down to six. I, I we're most realistically going to be six seven. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. We're going to top four seed, Riker. I don't know what you're talking about, but I think it's time to get a little drum roll going in this one, Riker, because tonight, the Scotty Barnes Award, it's going to the guy that was deserving of more shots. The guy that was deserving of more shots. You know, as everyone knows, the criteria for this award it is fluid, but Scotty Barnes tonight. 
Eight points, six rebounds, five assists, filling up the stat sheet, two blocks, filling it up with turnovers and personal fouls as well. Five fouls and three turnovers in this game. But even with the foul trouble, even though he did look a little bit out of it, why weren't we giving the ball to Scotty Barnes, especially when the defense was so locked in on Pascal and Fred and these guys? Paint touches. Paint touches. Obviously, he missed a couple jumpers, whatever, and he still facilitated the ball like he did last game. I don't know. This strange one. You want him shooting more than nine shots. That's the the shortstop of it all. Yeah, and it's a weird dynamic too because with Fred Van Vliet out of the lineup, and I I know there's going to be so many people on Reddit and Twitter and all that sort of stuff saying, oh, we're better without Fred Van Vliet. He's trash. He's this. I become because we've lost a few of our games with Fred. What the Lakers game and this one. He's slow. He, he, it's a different style of play out there with uh with Fred Van Vliet. But tonight you do see and. I'm not in that camp. I'm separating myself from that group right now. But you do see a difference in how the squad is run when the ball is in Scotty Barnes' hands running the point guard rather than a Fred Van Vliet. And we've seen stretches with this Toronto Raptors team where Scotty Barnes has been given the reins as the point guard position with Fred Van Vliet playing that, you know, you've called him a natural two guard pretty well for the past few seasons, even though he's in a point guard's body, right? Fred Van Vliet playing more off the ball as a shooter, as like a creator, and I know he had nine assists tonight, but the game just seems to go a lot more faster when the ball's in Scotty's hands, and then, you know, that could be a really cool dynamic. I feel like if we leaned into that a little bit more, Scotty Barnes facilitating the offense a little bit, Fred Van Vliet being a shooter, a slasher, and then getting those one-off drives, do you think that's a better sort of lineup for us, or do you think, am I crazy for thinking that Scotty Barnes should be the more facilitating guy? It's tough. It's tough right now because Scotty just doesn't have the handle, right? There's times yeah. where he has good matchups, but there's times where he's getting stripped easily, right? Because he just doesn't have the tightness to be able to stay in front rather when he's kind of put backing somebody down, mm-hmm. right? Because you, you can, you can do that. You can put your hip against your defender, but when they're really up on him and he's got to kind of size up, do a dribble move. I don't think his handles tight enough against the good defenders in the NBA yet. Now that's something that that's up obviously going to improve over time and he'll be right the next star of the nba but right now i don't know i still have more confidence in fred van vliet especially down the stretch right but it just depends on what the matchups are dictating yeah it's it's just an interesting thing to throw out there but you know we've had that and one guy that did play well tonight as well was chris boucher 19 points 10 rebounds been on a little bit of a tear lately 8 to 14 from the field not knocking down the threes but boucher's doing a lot of stuff out there we need someone off the bench to play with Chris Boucher because he's really been carrying the, the Chris Chris Boucher is currently a one man bench mob right? <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. I, I'm not big on Armani Brooks to be honest with you, just because I, I think he gets the ball and it just stops the offense. Because he's I saw him make one layup today, but I, I just feel like he's a little bit too tentative. You know, he needs to be a bit more aggressive. He can't just be a spot up guy. You like what you see on the defensive end, but I'm just looking at the bench mob saying we have Thaddeus Young who's not really creating that many shots or money Brooks who kind of stops the offense. Once it goes to him, he just resets back to the primary ball handler. It's I I'd like to see a little bit more creators out there, which is why it'd be nice to have Malachi Flynn back in the rotation, have Gary Trent jr. In the starting lineup, etc. Yeah. And OG and OB also there. So we have more people run and more people able to do things, but can't stress about this game tonight, folks. It's just, it is what it is. You know, we got stuff to build on. We're building as this Raptors team goes along. But Riker, tonight, the spicy play of the day. 
There's a couple of moments, especially in the first half, where this game was quite exciting. You and I were, were getting, ex you know, we thought we might be able to, you know, if we won this game here tonight, we would have only been a half game back of the Bulls. We probably, we would have caught Cleveland. So we got a big one on Thursday versus the Cavs, but it was looking good. And Spicy P in the first half had a full speed drive in the lane. One of the quickest spins I've ever seen. You know, Hakeem Olajuwon, Olajuwon-esque, oh you know, down there in the paint, doing that spin in there, cooked up Nikola Vucevic. That was pretty solid. Do you see any other sort of plays that caught your eye? Yeah, there was one speed racer out there. There was one. Possession. <laughs> it's obviously not going to pick up on this little mic, but there was one possession, fast break, Pascal Siakam, the Chris Boucher, he finished it, two-hand yam. The one thing that I'll say is when Chris Boucher really stretches out for a dunk, he seems to land similarly to Derrick Rose when Derrick Rose was explosive prior to all of his injuries. One leg, awkward, right? And we all know how awkward Chris Boucher is anyways, just because he loves to be dramatic and fall down, try to draw the calls. But I do get worried sometimes when he really dunks that he's landing in a way that could hurt the knees. So I'm going to go on, on the record and say, if there's a knee injury, I, I called it. I called it prior. Right, you're, what are you out here putting this into the air for? If, if this happens now, you're going to be. No, this is, this is a, this is a chance for him to fix his landing <laughs> and his mobility so that he can land in a more natural and safe <laughs> way when he goes up the posterized people. If we lose Chris Boucher, we are done. We are, we may as well tank. Bring back the kazoo. Because our, fair, that's our, true. our <laughs> bench that's would be true. absolutely nothing. That is eight minutes per game for our starters. <laughs> that's honestly, that's what we, we'd be doing in the playoffs. That playing game would be five guys deep. That's what, that's yeah. what would be happening in that one. But uh, not all plays could be the spicy P lay of the day. And some just make you say, Oh, geez. And tonight, the OG's plays of the day, play of the day, whatever you want to call it. There was a, a couple fouls in the first half, and the game was still close. That were pretty, pretty, pretty weird. You know, Chris Boucher just standing up. Vucevic moving him out of the way, and then somehow Boucher's call for a foul. That was picked up by Maddie and Jack a bunch. You know, Jack was, Jack was hard on the referees there in the first half. You have any other OG's in this game? How about the entire th Actually, no, it was... Uh... Ben, swing to the next segment, then I'll give it away. The one, the only, the infamous Paul Pierce Golden Kazoo Award of the Evening. Sound off, Riker. Two bad thirds in a row, Ben. Enough said. <gasps> Enough said. Enough said. Third quarter. Let's cut it out. We want to go straight to the fourth. Get cut our Crimson out. Flynn. Fourth this quarter, garbage. Flynn. Bring him back. Riker, I think it's time. Get off the rails a little bit and uh, see what people in the chat are saying. People are not happy here in the chat. Wee 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 That's right. The final alarm sounded off, folks. We want to hear what you guys have to say. Got 80 people in here in the chat rocking out. God. It was. <laughs> we appreciate the diehards. Get a little like spike for the diehards watching this stream here now. After the tough, after the tough games, we get it. It's tough. It's tough, but we love our Raptors. Digest and answer fam. me this: 
what is Nick Nurse telling these guys in the in the locker room at half that's making them come out and be bad? Like, what, what kind of anti-inspiration is he giving the Toronto Raptors at half? We traded our first-round pick for Thaddeus Young. We only get it back if we, uh, if we potentially get knocked out. So let's tank this third quarter. Nick Nurse calling for the old tanks, but that's uh, mad. Yeah, that's tough. That's that's brutal. It's like one of those meme halftime speeches coming out. Death4K is saying that the Cleveland fans are ecstatic. We lost right now. They want the rookie of the year. They want out of the play. And the Cavs are our arch rivals right now, right? We got this. You know, they've been... A, they probably... If we had to say a team that we've had a rivalry with or at least have hurt us enough in modern Raptors history, it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. We need to get revenge for what they did to us over the past few seasons. We need Scotty to get rookie of the year. And we need to get this succeed. I, I got no beef. I got no beef against Cleveland, the franchise. I have beef, obviously, against lebron wearing a cleveland jersey but that's the dead stop i I like cleveland i like their composition of their team the youngness of it and i think they'd match up fine enough if they were sixth or seventh against milwaukee and philly because they can build a wall with jared allen nevin mobley and put a bunch of guys really around joel Embiid or Giannis antetokounmpo whomever they match up with so i don't see why they'd be sweating it out too much really if wherever they rank yeah yeah it's a they're they're a tough squad they're a tough squad they got some talent on that roster girl and all that all those guys uh do you see uh lebron james absolutely yam it on top of kevin love tonight yeah but you know they're saying oh he absolutely nasty poster or whatever kevin love fell down well he was obviously gonna try and draw the charge that's why he fell down and lebron hit his side he didn't go straight over top so it wasn't like the worst poster it wasn't john lucas the third jumped over him catching alley-oop poster it was you know it was a respectable dunk though why don't why don't you try to fit in rather than fit out that was lebron james he's been waiting to do that to kevin love for the past for the past decade that's uh that's what's happening we got pauline in the chat saying we as rap raps fans should stop all the overreacting no fun watching a loss but it happens raps will learn from it keep moving on Big facts, Pauline. We're living. We're happy with the squad. We we just had a big, nice win streak. We honestly should have had a, what, seven-game win streak rocking if it wasn't for uh, Russell Westbrook going crazy. So one game like this at the end of a giant, we're calling it a massive road, road streak. It is what it is. The Rodeo Roadshow, man. That's what they call it. Can you lasso? No. Are, are you, <laughs> you are you a horse girl, sir? <laughs> Can you? <laughs> Man, it's a. I'll tell you what I am gonna do. I'm gonna have a cinnamon bread style cinnamon bun cinnamon bun style muffin. Do you, is there a specific name for those? Do they just call them cinnamon muffins? A cinnamon roll. Are they roll cinnamon or? bun style muffins? A cinnamon roll. Cinnamon like roll style roll? muffin, and no, okay. it's a muffin. Okay, it's a muffin. Cinnamon roll style muffin and sit down, watch a bit of television, and go to bed. Big TV guy, eh? Whoa. Without a, a worry in the world, Ben. That's what's going to happen tonight because this Raptors game, it just didn't upset me to the core. I'm okay to lose this one. Next game, Indiana, Thursday. 
Are Indiana. we back to a normal show? Cleveland Cavaliers, sir, Thursday. What are you what are you saying on this podcast? Better yet. Bring them on. Should be exciting. Back to normal time too. 7 30 p.m. Eastern. Thank Nine God. Nine o'clock Newfoundland time. Let's get it, folks. We're getting the big old W versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. But you know, folks, we we we're not gonna go too long on this loss. This was a, a tough game. Tough game for the Toronto Raptors. We're gonna bounce back you guys are the best for making this far check out the instagram the tiktok the twitter all of that cool stuff join the channel memberships too if you want some some cool we also have the fantasy uh fantasy league we gotta do a proper update once it's a proper video proper update and then announce the big giveaways yeah the big giveaways for people that don't know for people that don't know el champion with the last pick in the fantasy league i'm gassing myself up breaker Got the W in this year's Fantasy League. Raptors Digest Fantasy League. So, got to sully that. I hope uh, I hope Raptors Digest gives me a really good gift. But top top three teams, that's top two, top three teams, that's not not one of the Digest crew. You'll be getting stuff. So, that's uh, that's what's happening. But, folks, you guys are the best. Do you have any last words on, uh, on this game record? Yes. Dwell. On the beauty of life, watch the stars and see yourself running with them. Good night. Cheers.